He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. That'd be a bag of frozen chips, courtesy of um, my good man Keith, who suggests that we put Zapp's Voodoo New Orleans Kettle Style Chips in the freezer, and the ice crystals will mix with the seasoning and make a sauce. We're going to have to test this out, because I'm a little, I don't know. We'll see. We're fully prepared to test this today. There is certainly a stronger scent coming from these than uh, than just normally. I mean, well, it's, it, it has done something to them that's to this point. Well, I hope not soggy. But before we get to those, we're going to discuss taping. We're going to kind of broadly discuss the, the common tapes that you'll see in most physical therapy practice. So that's going to include uh, K-tape or kinesio tape as it's known. Uh, also rock tape, all the same sort of stuff. We're going to talk about McConnell tape, which is also known as Luco tape. And then we'll talk about athletic tape and we'll touch on duct tape for just a brief moment at the end as well. But we're going to start with K-tape today because that is the the hot tape, if you will. Thanks to uh, oh, Olympics and volleyball, we see it's, it's, we've seen it everywhere. Everyone's wearing it. It's, it's all the rage. It's so cool and fun, and it's got all sorts of awesome colors, and everybody loves it. But what does it really do is a great question. And so in my research, basically what I've found is that it works by lifting the skin and allowing for increased lymphatic fluid movement, which increases white blood cells and reduces waste products. This has not been proven clinically for all injuries. It didn't specify which injuries it was used for, so that leaves it pretty open, actually. So my, my understanding was that it was originally designed by a Korean physician or a therapist. Kenzo or, Case. And he used it for large bruises that were sustained in um, mixed martial arts. So, so he was working with a lot of Taekwondo and... Aikido and whatever other um, fighting sports that they're probably not called fighting sports. I apologize to the fighting sport industry. I don't Self defense uh, mechanisms, whatever. Anyway, so they, they sustain quite a bit of welts and, and bruises. So he figured out that if I can increase the circulation in that area, we, we can see a decrease in bruising. And I have to tell you, and I don't know if you've seen this, Christian, but if you apply kinesio tape, in, um, sometimes we do like little strips of it across a large fresh bruise and the result is is pretty impressive so you can see where the tape has been because the bruising is significantly reduced versus the areas that have not been taped so um, yeah that's going to be a good photo this week okay. we, we will definitely put that that one up i mean it does it's a really strong correlation because exactly where the tape was there is no no bruising or significantly reduced bruising compared to the areas that didn't have it so i mean it does make you think there's something happening here Definitely something's yeah, it happening. Can, it can't not happen. So, but how it works, you know, like you explained about the maybe the increase in lymphatic or or, or we call it in the Netherlands interstitial flow. Um, yeah, they, they, they're, something's happening, and um, I think both uh, I can speak for myself, but also for you. We believe that if something is happening, it's worth using. Absolutely. Even if we don't know how it works. Yep. KT comes in all these colors because there is there's strong belief that colors are related to certain emotions and those emotions will cause a response. And so they will use a certain color depending on potentially how the injury was sustained or where the injury is. And that will help, you know, improve your mood or do something else there. So things that are kind of beyond the scope of researchability in that, I mean, if you believe it's going to work, that 
we know it's going to work better for you if you believe it's going to work better for you. Uh, that's the placebo effect, but we don't know how to make that realistic in practice in terms of, um, you know, American culture doesn't have those same beliefs about certain colors. So, so far to my experience, the color is just for fun here at least. Yeah. But we'll let you choose. So yeah. With K tape, we'll see that kind of, you can use it on any joint. You can use it to support whatever you think you need to support. You can also use it as a, as a postural cueing. So if somebody has a tendency to, to hunch, you can put tape on their back. That tape will stretch, which is kind of the nice thing about K-tape. There's, there's a fair amount of elasticity to it. And that will give you a, a, you know, you'll feel the stretch through the tape and that will remind you to, to keep your posture up a little bit. As we've mentioned, certainly with lymphatic drainage or just reduction of, of effusion and, and ecchymosis, it certainly does seem to provide a, a visual improvement over uh, not using it. There is documented use for this uh, as a sinus uh, treatment, stomach pains, indigestion, um, all sorts of other opportunities to be used outside of where we use it in orthopedics mostly. So I, I found out another use um, last week that was interesting. My wife's a pediatric physical therapist, and they have some kids who have um, drooling problems. If they're really low tone and their um, their mouth kind of sags open all the time, they tend to drool a lot. So there are OTs and speech therapists that use K-tape on the face to reduce drooling, which I thought was a fascinating yeah. use of, of kinesio tape. Very cool. Lots of opportunity out there. The The research is, is fairly mixed at this point on it. Again, if it works for you, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't use it. Uh, typical length of use is going to be, you know, two to three days before it's just the cotton with some elastic in it. So it kind of wears out eventually. Uh, the next tape that we use a fair amount here is something called McConnell tape. Named for? Susie McConnell. The no, Jenny. Jenny. Sorry. <laughs> Jenny McConnell. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. Sorry. She was a New Zealand physical therapist. Australia. Now I don't know. Uh-oh. Let's go with Australian because it's bigger. Okay, good idea. Uh, that's also called Luco Tape. We use this in conjunction with something called Cover Roll. Luco Tape by itself is an, is an incredibly sticky tape. If we put that directly on your skin, uh, when you go to take it off, you will take at minimum hair, at most your top layer of skin off with it. So we use Cover Roll to, to help protect that. Cover Roll's basically a white tape. Uh, this tape is substantially more rigid. Uh, there's there's very little give to this tape, even compared to uh, like an athletic tape. And what they found with this is that they originally started taping kneecaps uh, with it to, to help improve patella uh, gliding. And what they thought was originally they were doing it as a physical way to move the patella and force the patella to, to track more appropriately. Uh, what they found out, however, is that it does work, but not in the way they thought. It, it works by Poor increasing Jenny. basically the proprioceptive input. So your body can feel something that it doesn't normally feel. And that is, uh, so proprioception is your body's awareness of itself. And so that increases that ability. And, and so it does work, but just not in the way they originally thought. Here in the clinic, we use it on feet a lot. So it's a great way to decide if someone is going to benefit from a, from an orthotic potentially. Uh, we will tape feet in, in terms of correcting or, or trying to help control pronation or supination. And uh, a lot of people get a pretty good amount of relief pretty quickly with that. And so that is an indication that those individuals would benefit from a from an orthotic or, or from at least a, a shoe change to something that's potentially a little bit more supportive or just a little bit different in its support. 
Uh, the other way we use it is is at, as a chopat strap, which we've mentioned a few times. So we'll use that for for tennis elbow, golfer's elbow, uh, patella tendonitis, quad issue uh, tendonitis. There severs stuff and um, plantar fasciitis, as well as kind of yeah severs. I already mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, like Achilles issues. Typical length of use on that one is about 48 hours. Um, this tape does because it has really no give. Uh, it'll kind of loosen up in the first hour and then it'll usually break or fall off kind of within 48 hours you can use it in the in the pool you can use it in a hot tub it, it is just tape so eventually it kind of limits it, its effectiveness for sure good tape we use it a few times a week probably yeah i, I find it to be very effective um on ac separations especially in the acute stage yep that's so a good point doing a superior taping or, or an upwards taping technique of the shoulder seems to be one of the things that relieves um, AC joint pain the quickest. And then um, to your earlier statement about using K-tape for posture, I find McConnell tape extremely successful in um, postural correction, especially in conjunction with thumb tags. But that's a different story. <laughs> that's a very different story for, for another podcast, yeah. the, the therapeutic benefits of thumb tags. I love it. The other tape that we use... And on a less common basis is athletic tape, so that's just your white tape. I mean, everyone will see this on ankles, wrists, fingers. Uh, basically, it works through compression. It works through kind of restricting motion. There's there's a fair bit of proprioceptive study that's been done with it as well. Um, it also is just used to kind of keep a pad or a bandage in place. Uh, this is something that anybody who's played high school sports or any kind of competitive sports will have probably had their ankle taped at some point in time, either prophylactically to try to prevent an ankle sprain or after you've sprained your ankle as a way to kind of get you back to sports sooner. Uh, just like most of these things, I mean, it does seem to help. People feel more comfortable. They're able to perform better. What is the mechanism is always up for debate a little bit. The research is a little um, back and forth on this one as well. But again, it people feel more comfortable and can perform at a higher level. I mean, what's the $1.25 worth of tape. I mean, it's just a great way to get you back to where you want to be sooner, more comfortably, and, and performing better. Uh, generally speaking, the duration of use with something like this is just the length of the activity. Uh, this tape tends tends to break or, or wear out con considerably quicker than the other two. It's, it's a good deal cheaper than the other two as well, so there's always something there for sure. Yeah, to, to jump in on that, um, th there's the ongoing debate about should I prophylactically tape my ankles or does that make my ankles weak? And I don't know if there have been any studies done. I, I know I've, I've, I've written a couple of um, articles for a, a volleyball club that we work with about whether or not braces or taping weakens your uh, your ankles. And the, the, the bracing is, is inconclusive, so I'm going to go with, with taping being inconclusive as well. You know, if you use it just for the activity and you, you have a history of ankle sprains, using tape is not a bad idea. That still gives you lots of opportunity to work on strengthening and stabilizing the ankle as well. But if you're being placed in a challenging position, so um, I know that wasn't really along the lines in the podcast, but yeah, it was definitely everything that's helpful is along the lines. So that's great. Uh, the last tape we're going to talk about is duct tape. Duct tape actually surprisingly has been found to be beneficial in wart removing. So if you have a wart, plantar wart, wart anywhere, uh, you can put duct tape on it. The suggested use is that you should remove it every three to six days, clean the area with water and soap, and then use a pumice stone or something similar uh, to kind of take off the dead skin. Uh, basically, you repeat that until the wart is removed. 
this does not work 100% of the time. It does. It works less so on plantar warts. Uh, the thought is that this is due because the density of skin on the feet is substantially higher. Uh, what it does do is help prevent the spread of warts, and that allows your body to target simply the wart that is there and not have to worry about new warts spreading. Uh, so the science is... Not 100% convinced, but it's a very strong plausibility that it actually does help with warts. That's brilliant. Yeah. You know, another um, mark on the duct tape list. Duct tape is great. You should always have a roll of duct tape. It's fantastic. I don't go hiking without one. Yeah. Trivia time! Last week's trivia was a really hard one. No, no guesses even this week. No! So who's the only American to win a medal at the 1980 Moscow Olympics? Uh, the answer is Mike Sylvester. Mike Sylvester is a dual citizen between America and Italy. He played uh, in the Italian professional basketball leagues. As the story goes, was essentially strong-armed into playing for Italy because if he didn't do that, then they would no longer allow him to play, which at the time was his, his source of income in his profession. Um, he didn't think as much of it at the time, but looking back on it, he seems like maybe there was a little bit more going on than he thought. Italy won the silver medal at the 1980 Moscow Olympics, and so uh, he was the only American to win a medal at the 1980 Summer Olympics. It's also the only time Italy medaled in the Olympics. Is that true? Well, it, for basketball? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They medaled in other things, but for basketball. So. Yeah, that's that, that, that makes a lot of sense. This week's trivia question... Which U.S. state is closest to Africa? I love this one. This is good. It's not California. Just throw that one out there. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. So that's good. So 49 other states. <laughs> Give it a go. We are on to the chips here. We've got the Zaps Voodoo. Uh, we've re reviewed them before. We're, we're both pretty big fans of these guys. Uh, chip to air ratio, solid 40%. Nothing, nothing too crazy there. Uh, but here we've got the frozen version. So Let's see, they're still they're still cold. Yeah. So it's just a really good chip. Yeah. I don't know about the sauce, Keith, but they're definitely like Christian said. There, I think there's more to the seasoning than you get less of the the vinegar up front. You get more of the other flavors up front. It definitely does something. It does something to. I'm I'm a believer. I mean, these are good. These are good chips, no matter what. I mean, clearly you can eat them frozen or baked. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're delicious. No, but you know, if you have an extra day, yeah, freeze awesome them in the freezer. Freeze them up. Yeah. Wow, I may have to try this with some other chips. Yeah, that's a great mm. idea. No, nah. good idea. Okay, shout out to Keith. Um, thank you, thank you, ma'am. I'm a believer now. These are going back in the freezer. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Probably have to put them in a Ziploc bag, huh? Maybe. Yeah, probably will. Strongly recommend it. Definitely freeze them. And these are uh, they're so good. I mean, are they a three thumbs up chip? They might be a three thumbs up chip. I think for they've me. been elevated to definitely a three thumbs up now, yeah. Yeah. By the way, Zaps is consistently putting out fantastic chips. Very, very solid company. A big shout out to Zaps. If there's anybody yeah. in, in listening to this podcast who works for Zaps or if you know anybody, you know, um, Drop us a line. Yeah. Evil Eyes or, recently. Or a bag of awesome. chips. A bag of chips. We've had, the, we've had a lot. We think we've got the regulars coming up here, too, just so we can go real baseline with them at some point. I here. like that. Well, thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to go over supraclavicular nerve injury, which is mostly seen as a supraspinatus infraspinatus weakness. 
Uh, then we're going to review the Colby Spudkins, uh, which we were going to try to do today, but we went with the frozen chips because why not? Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, please tell your friends. Uh, give us a follow, review, subscribe if you want permission about taping. Check us out on Instagram this week. We'll definitely post some interesting uh, photos and stuff there. Uh, also on Twitter, of course. If you need information about rebound therapy, come to the website, reboundclinic.com. Uh, he's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.